Welcome to the Chris Morris Podcast, episode 14. That's as close as you're ever going to get to a jingle from me. <laughs> Folks, Audi, welcome to episode 14 of Moisey Talks to a Microphone for 25 Minutes and Hopes People Listen. Hello, how are you? So, episode 14, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, you know what? I'm going to talk about a topic that I spoke to my clients about on Monday night, and I'm going to elaborate on it further, because after over a decade of working with people, uh, in fact, it's actually longer than that, and over a, a decade of coaching people and dealing with, with people's problems with regards to their weight, and thus the psychology that comes along with it, I've come up with a theory, and I've found a universal universally applying principle i suppose that goes along with why people struggle with adherence to diets adherence to programs adherence to deficits losing fat etc and why people struggle with motivation and focus 95% of fat loss 95% of people's progress comes from the head the body won't follow you know, your mind won't follow what the body does. The body will follow what the mind does. And so in this particular podcast, I'm going to touch on what I call psychological seasons. A theory that we go through different seasons of focus in our lives, different seasons of what we need to achieve, focus on whatever. Because people are complex. People aren't as simple as just eat less, move more. It's not as simple to just adopt an equation of calories and expect results thereafter because, yes, that's the science physically on paper, but there's a big old squishy bit in between all of it that gets in the way. We talk ourselves out and into things. That goes for adherence as well. We talk ourselves out and into adherence, you know. We struggle to stay focused on programs and diets and Think of this. Now, if you're being coached by me or you have adopted what, you know, the principle is of flexible dieting where essentially you can eat whatever you want. Basically, if you've adopted the actual science of calories and started moving away from the bias of certain foods cause weight gain, whatever, because that isn't the case, as you should hopefully all know by now from listening to my podcast or at least following me for a little bit, it's calories. If you consume more calories than your body requires, you're going to gain body fat. It's going to store it for future use. Uh, or if you consume less calories than your body requires, it will begin to metabolize itself. and Thus, you will reduce your body fat because it will begin to metabolize the body fat that you had previously stored. Now, if you've begin to, begun to adopt this approach, there would have been a day when you first learned, out, learned about that approach, that, that first day of euphoria when you went, oh my God, I don't have to be restricted by the same old diety fucking mentality of you can't have chocolate, you can't have that Mars bar that you really want, you can't have an ice cream, you can't have chips, you can't have takeaway food, you can't have alcohol, you must completely remove all of the fun from your life, remove all of the fun from your diet because if you want to get in the physique of your life, you've got to be fucking miserable. And miserable forevermore. And guess what? We didn't stick to it. We went and enjoyed those foods because those foods taste good. And I don't care how much of a di disciplined motherfucker you think you are. You're not going to adhere to those diets. I don't give a shit how much you love your shake diet. I don't give a shit how 
ruthlessly focused you are or how strong and your military militarian however the fuck you say it, your mindset is you're not gonna fucking stick to it okay because you didn't last time or the time before that or the time before that otherwise potentially you wouldn't be listening to a, po- a podcast about fucking fat loss would you however there will have been a day when you first learned about that approach and a moment of euphoria when you felt free when you embraced it and went, oh my God, this is incredible. I can eat whatever I want and achieve my goal. And there would have been a certain amount of skeptic- skepticism you know, that came along with it. But when you started to see results from that approach, then there would have been the moment of elation. But here's the thing. As human beings, we will always focus on what we can't have. When we were on that diet, the old diet, we focused on all the foods that we couldn't have and we obsessed about them until one day we caved and we binged on them. When we're in a calorie deficit, despite the fact that all of those foods are available to us, we begin to obsess about the foods that we can't make fit our calories. We begin to obsess about the things that we can't squeeze into our day, like pizza and a whole bar of chocolate. Despite the fact that those behaviors are not rational, we obsess about them and thus we focus on our glass as half empty. No matter what approach we take, no matter how good things are, We align our expectations accordingly and our glass becomes half empty once again. Same thing goes for our bank accounts. You know, do you remember a time when you were earning less than £10,000 a year and then you got your first pay rise and you went, oh my God, I've got loads more money. And then all of a sudden that money got swallowed up and you began to focus on how much money you didn't have and all the things that you couldn't buy. Welcome to the human condition, folks. We are always pessimistic about what we can and can't have. And thus, that's life. That's where we find ourselves in this shitty fucking realm of, I love this. This is amazing. I've got loads. Shortly afterwards, you nothing has changed. And yet, now you feel like you've got nothing. And that's the approach, regardless of what diet you do, regardless of what approach you take, you are always going to be a fucking pessimist because that's the human condition. That's, that's us. And so it stands to reason that we're going to struggle with any approach that we take. It doesn't matter how amazing it is in the beginning, we are always going to find a pessimistic view of it. Like I said, that's how we're hardwired. So we've got to recognize that every deficit is hard. Some are just harder than others. So how about these seasons of psychology? What is it all about? Well, lockdown's been a very, very good example of that as far as an experiment. Because to take lockdown as an isolated example, you've got some people that have absolutely embraced lockdown and have used it for time of self-development, that have dropped a shitload of body fat, that have achieved so much, their fitness has gone through the roof, they've got loads done, they've been an organized motherfucker, you know, they're the ones that have homeschooled their kids and their kids are going off to university at the age of seven, you know, those fuckers, and that's how they approach lockdown. Their season of psychology when it came to lockdown, the season that they shifted into was a season of focus, a season of, I'm going to use this time to be productive. But that's not what really the majority of us did, myself included. We went into lockdown, potentially a focused, determined person that was in a plan, on a plan, whatever, and went, I'm going to embrace this. I'm going to relax. I'm going to put my feet up. And we went from this period of being driven to a period of not being driven. And this period of, I've got all the time in the world to do the things that I need to do. I've got all the time in the world to be focused, but I'll do it later. 
And that's how the days kind of worked. You'd be like, oh, I need to do some exercise, but I've got loads of time, so I'll do it later. This is where structure really actually begins to ring true because you recognize that sometimes it's actually a good thing when you're not able to do things at a different time of the day. For example, if you only usually get a time to train first thing in the morning, then it's a good thing that you can't do it later in the day because it means that you get on with it because otherwise you'll miss that opportunity. However, in lockdown, if you're in a position where you normally train early in the morning and you then go, oh, I could do it at five o'clock tonight, guess what you're going to do most days? You're going to wake up and go, oh, I'll do it later. And then guess what happens? You don't do it later. So seasons of psychology. We shift into different seasons throughout the year, throughout our life. Not like the old, you know, summer, autumn, winter, spring seasons, but we go through seasons of where our focus is. And the analogy I used with my academy on Monday night was a bit like Sauron's eye in Lord of the Rings, which is essentially a spotlight. When you first begin a program, be it any diet, you are focused on it. The spotlight is firmly on your self-development. It's firmly on the conscious thought of the program. Adherence to calories, sticking to the plan, whatever the fuck that looks like. And then as time goes on, you get on with life because you have to. You go to work, you deal with the kids, you spend each day just living, you know, going through life. And stuff comes up in life. Our mindset shifts, we get distracted, and adherence starts to suffer. And then we go through a period like during in lockdown where we had all of the opportunity to progress, but our focus was elsewhere. Our focus was on being able to relax, potentially because we knew that there was going to be a time where we couldn't relax anymore. Myself, personally, I've embraced lockdown to the fullest because I don't take holidays. I don't take time off. I'm a coach 24 7 three, six, six this year um i don't i don't move away from what i do a because i love what i do and b because that's just how i live my life i get enough opportunity throughout the week to be able to do the things that i want to do and because we've got the triplets we don't really go on like family holidays because there's just too many of us so i just continue to work and that's fine so what lockdown was for me was the government the coronavirus basically saying to me, look, I know you want to work, but you can't. Oh, and I know you want to go to the gym, but tough, you can't. And so instead of me enforcing a break on myself, like I, you know, you would in an annual leave or a holiday where you force yourself to relax, um, force being a loose term, I was forced by the government, I was forced by coronavirus to put my feet up. So instead of going, I'm going to be focused and find a way around this problem and do super duper home workouts and be ruthlessly focused, I chose the other path and went, fuck it, go on then. So I put my feet up and I did the things I wanted to do. I took my spotlight off of self-development as far as a physical and health point of view went and I shifted it over to mechanical knowledge you know i spent more time working on the car i shifted it over to diy more time building the home you know i i shifted it over to self-care from a de-stress perspective i have never been less stressed than i have been in lockdown once obviously you got used to the situation and the money side of things wasn't quite as scary thank fuck for those three month payment breaks eh <laughs> and so my season was ruthlessly focused like I was back in 2018 on the run up to Florida 
Then my season of focus shifted over to my business and I was focused more on the business side of things. Then in February or yeah, February of this year, my season of focus shifted over to our new home. So that was my focus, you know, renovating that and, you know, making sure that was ready for the family to move into. Then obviously my season of focus shifted to the business again and then my season of focus shifted over to lockdown and chilling out for a bit basically. And this week I'd had enough. This week I'd had that epiphany moment. You know the moment where you eventually press the button on the signing up with the personal trainer or that moment where you go, okay, enough's enough now. Not because you're forcing yourself to, just because you feel ready. Your gut says to you, okay, enough's enough now. And you go, yeah, you know what? Enough is enough and I'm done. And you don't feel like you want it anymore. You don't feel like you want the relaxing anymore. You don't feel like you want the stupid amounts of calories eating whatever the fuck you want anymore. You you crave control. You crave structure. And so last Friday, that was exactly that for me. I found myself in a position where I went, you know what, I'm I'm done with this now. I've really enjoyed chilling out. I've really enjoyed putting my feet up, but I'm ready to begin focusing on self-development again. I'm ready to achieve some goals. And that was the sign that my mindset was shifting into a different season, a season of focusing on self-development. Once again, similar to how my head shifted back in 2018. The funny thing about this is that so many people beat themselves up when they don't adhere. They beat themselves up when they don't stick to the plan or when they don't do as they're supposed to do. You know, we kick ourselves and we we self-deprecate and we tear into ourselves going, you should be more focused than this. You should want it more than you do. Or, you know, the worst kind of coaching in the world where you clearly just don't want it enough. The longer I've worked with people, and this includes my spell working for the NHS with the obese and morbidly obese, the longer I've worked with people and the the more people I've worked with, I've come across nearly every kind of personality. I've come across every kind of person, you know, working with that many unique personalities, that many people with unique situations, unique lives, you begin to realize that it's not about just wanting it enough. It's not about just, here's your goal, how much do you want to get there? It's about the seasons. It's about what's going on in your life. A few years back, I changed my name from a personal trainer to a fitness and lifestyle coach. And I say change my name, I started calling myself that. <laughs> you know, I didn't sign a fucking depot document going, oh no, I'm not, I'm not a personal trainer anymore, I'm Mr. Fitness and Lifestyle Coach, thank you very much. But... I changed my name because through working with the obese and morbidly obese, I realized that the way you live your life and the things that go on in your life, outside of just the calories you burn or the calories you consume, have the biggest impact on what you achieve, the biggest impact on what you do. And as more and more time's gone on and I've experienced this with more and more people, I've realized that it's not about motivation. It's not about are you motivated or are you not motivated because we always want to achieve the fucking goal, don't we? But why is it that we always want to achieve the goal but sometimes we're not able to? And it's because our spotlight is elsewhere. 
It's because there is other shit going on in our lives that we are choosing to or need to focus on. I've got a client that I was speaking to just before this podcast who has just changed her job and she is in the process of moving home as well. So if you think about your life, you have all of the people in it and the things you do. You have your home and you have your work. You have these three pillars, if you will. Now, she's changed two of them. Changed one of them. She's in the process of changing another one. In fact, you could argue she's in the process of changing both of them because she's still settling in to the new job. So let me ask you this. If you are changing two of the fundamental pillars of your life, two of the things that you spend the biggest amount of time doing and focusing on, do you think that's going to have an impact on your focus in other areas? Barking well is. So is it wrong or no, is it right to think that your focus will stay the same on self-development, will stay the same on adherence, will stay the same on calories and movement? (laughs) It's not going to stay the same. Life has thrown you a curveball. Life has exponentially changed, shifted on its head. Two of the biggest foundations of your life have been altered. That has a ripple effect, like a stone being thrown in a pond. And thus... Your focus changes, and thus your ability to manage the steps needed to get to your goal dwindles. And thus, your approach must change. Because more psychological effort, because more time is spent focusing on these other areas, you know, your new job and settling in and learning it and feeling like you're in control of it and meeting the people that come along with that new job. And of course, dealing with the sale of a house and moving into another house and the upheaval of all of that. And of course, juggling all of your family going through that too as one of the heads of the household. Of course, that's going to make a difference as far as your focus and your... I don't really want to say your will to achieve your goal because the will remains the same. But with regard to your focus, you've shifted into a different season. And thus, of course, your adherence is not going to be the same. Of course, your focus on your self-development is not going to be the same. Now, for some people, they'll still be able to manage a calorie deficit. They'll still be able to manage the steps needed to get to their goal during dealing with that other stuff. But other people won't. And that's exactly what's happened in lockdown. You've had some people that have excelled. You've had some people that have been able to manage it, but just not as good as they did previously. And you've had some people that have not been able to manage it at all. In other words, you've had people that have been in decent calorie deficits and achieved loads from a fat loss perspective. You've had people that have still been in a calorie deficit, but not lost as quick because you know their adherence has been trickier or the programs had to change and thus... You know, they're not in as big a calorie deficit because they're not in as in a position to be able to deal with a bigger calorie deficit and all of the issues that come along with it. Or you've got people that genuinely couldn't deal with a calorie deficit at all and thus needed to just focus on stabilizing their weight. I've had so many conversations with people this last week which have looked at things and gone, oh, I've not really achieved much in the last 12 weeks of lockdown. And it's like, well what have you been up to? And it's like, well, I've, I've been, you know, trying to focus on stay on my weights, you know, losing weight. I've been trying to make progress, but I just haven't made any progress. And then it's a case of, well, have you gained anything? Well, no. 
Do you think you would have gained had you not have been, you know, even a quarter focusing on what you're doing during lockdown? Well, yeah, probably. Probably would have binged and gone completely off the rails with food. So people are all too quick to judge progress on how much have you lost. But in actual fact, progress for some people can simply be how much have you not gained? Lockdown has brought with it a whole new season of psychology. And thus, as lockdown ends, that brings with it a different season of psychology. And it, funnily enough, usually our seasons of psychology are unique to us and our lives and what's going on within them. Case in point, that client that's recently got a new job and uh, is moving house. But obviously, a global effect or a community effect like lockdown, like COVID-19, has caused all of our seasons to change. But we've all had very different reactions to it. Coaching lockdown has been tricky for me because I know how I feel about things. But every single person that I've coached has dealt with lockdown differently, has felt about it differently. So, to bring this full circle, it's never about, oh, I'm just not motivated enough. Never about motivation in the slightest. We know you want to reduce your body fat. We know you want to feel more confident. We know you want to be healthier, have a better relationship with food, better relationship with movement, fit your clothes better, see your genitals. We know that's the case. But just because we know something doesn't mean we're actually in a psychological capacity to be able to deal with it at certain times in our life. Everybody reacts to every circumstance in their own unique way. Lockdown has taught all of us very unique things about ourselves. We've learned a load about what we're able to deal with, what we're not able to deal with. And so it's important going forwards that you recognize that your life will dictate your adherence to a program. What's going on in your world, in your bubble, will dictate how much you're able to focus on a program. How much of your mental energy you're able to give it. Think of your mental energy like a battery. If you're sending 50% of that battery to work, if you're sending 40% to your home and your family, etc., then you've only got 10% left for you. But if work is pretty autonomous and everything's all good there and the family side of things is pretty calmed down, then maybe work's only taken up 20% and maybe family's only taken up 20% and thus you've got 60% to invest in self-development. But these percentages are always changing. You're always giving more or less focus to different areas of your life. So never be naive to think that your program shouldn't change in accordance with what's going on. It doesn't need to be a switch and it certainly isn't a switch. It's not a case of adhere to the program or not adhere to the program or adhere to your deficit or not adhere to a deficit or do it or don't do it. It's a case of how much of it can you do? How much of it can you give focus right now? Because we've only got so much to give. And if all of it is being invested elsewhere, like I've been dealing with people recently that have lost people, you know, people that have experienced death in their life and all their, they're completely consumed by looking after their family and the grief of losing this person. 
which means that 100% of their focus, 100% of their mental capacity is focused on their family and dealing with their grief. Do you really think that person at that moment in time gives a flying fuck about a calorie deficit? Does that person want to achieve the same goal that they set in the beginning? Yes, of course. Are they able to do that right now? Are they able to adhere to those steps? More importantly, are they able to give any focus to it? No, because 100% of their mental capacity is going to that issue, to that part of their life. Now, when I think of this, I think of it a bit like if you've ever been in a four-wheel drive car or a hybrid car where on the dash it tells you where the power is being directed to it tells you how much power is going to the rear wheels or the front wheels or it tells you how much electricity is going to the battery and how much is going to the wheels if you've ever been in a uh what's it called what's the toyota hybrid not hilux that's the fucking pickup truck jesus i should notice a prius that's it. If you've ever been a Toyota Prius, then this got this dial on the dash, or it's got this gauge on the dash. So, folks, going forwards, beating yourself up because you're not sticking to shit. Instead of focusing on the fact that you're not sticking to it, focus on what else is going on in your life and what else you need to organize, compartmentalize. Look at the issues that you're facing and how you need to respond to those issues. Because you've only got so much mental capacity to give and thus what's going on in your life will dictate the seasons of your focus. Sometimes you'll be excited about something else in your life and you'll want to invest more focus on that than you will in self-development. Hell, I've experienced that with the Mustang. I've you know, wanted more to get underneath the car with a spanner than I have to go for a walk or do a workout. Because my season of focus, my season of psychology was invested more on my progression as a mechanic, my enjoyment of mechanics than it was on focusing on myself. That's not wrong. It's just what I subconsciously, psychologically chose to invest my focus on. Does that mean that I'm not going to focus on myself again? No, because that's what I'm back doing again now. And this is why for a lot of it, we jump on and off of programs. This is why January always spurs a big boost of people going to the gym or joining programs because we all, like we did with lockdown and COVID-19, we all universally switch into a different season when Christmas ends and we go back to work in January. We shift into the season of, I know Christmas is over, I'm ready for it to be over, and now I'm ready to do some work. And then shortly afterwards in February, maybe even late January, we shift back into a different season because we realized the approach we were taking was fucking stupid because we like food and we like alcohol and we like takeaways. But that's for a whole nother podcast. Folks, thank you for tuning in to season 14. Hopefully, I suppose my life's work has been uh, informative for you guys with regards to the psychology of fat loss. One day I will write a book. And if you think that a book with what I've learned from coaching people and the psychology of everything would be viable and a good, a good thing, then do me a favor. When this podcast went live, I posted a post on Facebook and my Instagram 
go over to those posts right now. Podcast is over. You can do that. <laughs> and go and tell me what you thought of this podcast. Go and tell me your thoughts. Go and tell me your experiences. Or if you don't want to tell me any of that, just tell me if you enjoyed this or not. And I'll see you on episode 15. But in the meantime, remember, accept what you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things in your life that you can. And for fuck's sake, have the wisdom to know the difference. See you next time, folks.